Chapter 6 Vikata on the Wives of Ganesha Om Shri Ganeshaya Namaha Om Namah Shri Adhyaya Veda Padipadhyaya Jai Jaya Swasthamedhyaya Atma Rupaya Namaha Om Salutations to your auspicious first cause who is the very theme of the Vedas. Glory to him who is the supreme truth in supreme awareness of himself. There are a number of interesting stories about Ganesha's marital status that are found in various Puranas. In his highest aspect, Ganesha is said to be a celibate, but in another aspect he is found to have two wives. The Shiva Purana gives an interesting version of his marriage. Kartigeya was born after Ganesha. One day when the boys had attained marriageable age, the parents were discussing their marriage. When they heard this, both of them said, I want to marry first. Parvati was in a dilemma and said, All right, we will keep a condition. Both of you should go round the world and the one who returns first will get married first. As soon as he heard this, Kartigeya mounted his vehicle, the peacock, and started his journey round the world. Ganesha was in a fix. He was decidedly at a disadvantage where races were concerned. His brother was slim and had a peacock as his vehicle, while he had a stout and cumbersome body and a tiny mouse as his mount. But Ganesha, as we have seen, is the embodiment of the super-intellect. He thought for a while and then brought two cushioned seats and made his parents sit on them. Then he went round them seven times and came and stood before them with folded palms. I've gone round the world seven times, not just once, he said, so you may arrange my marriage. Shiva and Parvati laughed and asked him to explain himself. Ganesha smiled and said, The scriptures say that worshipping one's parents and circumambulating them is tantamount to going round the world. I have just done this, so if you believe in the scriptures, you should judge me to be the first. Ganesha shows us how we can use our intellect and convert our weaknesses into our strength. True wisdom lies in the ability to change every circumstance and make it favorable to us. All circumstances are given to us by God to prove ourselves and it's best to learn to handle them correctly and not avoid them. Shiva and Parvati were delighted at their precocious son's intelligence and arranged for him to be married to the two beautiful daughters of the Prajapati Vishwarupa. The daughters were called Siddhi which means supernormal powers, and buddhi, or the discriminative intelligence. Sometimes the name riddhi, prosperity or affluence, is given in the place of buddhi. Ganesha represents the enlightened person, and such a person is wedded to buddhi or the discriminative intellect, and also acquires siddhi or supernormal powers, as well as affluence. Esoterically speaking, the evolved person will be blessed by having both these as his consorts. Having attained the highest state of cosmic consciousness, the man of realization will lack for nothing. Both his wives had offspring. Buddhi's child was called Shema or well-being and prosperity, and Siddhi's child was Labha or gain. The realized soul lacks for nothing. He or she gets both material prosperity and a higher state of consciousness. The Puranic stories may appear to be flights of fancy of the ancient sages, but they conceal many subjective truths. 
They are like abstract paintings that seem weird to the casual gaze since they are broken away from the common vision and deflect the intellect from its ordinary grooves. But these paintings also enable us, the intellect, to reach for the extraordinary. The Rishis intended these stories to help the ordinary man to transcend the limitations of conditioned thinking. A mathematical equation may appear meaningless to most people, but to the initiates, they reveal some deep meaning. Another story in the Shiva Purana tells us how Ganesha got the Mordagam, or sweet ball, which he always carries in his hand. Once the gods went to Kailasa to pay their respects to Shiva and Parvati, they took the sweet known as Mordagam with them and presented it to Parvati. Both the children, Ganesha and Kartigeya, demanded to have it. So Parvati told them to listen to the story first. This is not an ordinary sweet. It is known as a Mordagam and it is prepared with rare ingredients and dipped in nectar. One can gain immortality just by smelling the sweet, and one who eats it will become greater than the gods. Therefore, the one who can prove himself to be superior to the other will get this sweet. Let me see which of you will be able to go round the world first. Kartige, as usual, was a simple soul, and took off on his peacock and dipped himself in all the sacred rivers and waters of the world and worshipped all the gods and goddesses, and returned to Kailasa within an hour. However, Ganesha, the intelligent one, had already gone round his parents three times, with all humility and reverence, and had been presented with the Modagam. The lesson to be learned is that one who stays with his parents and worships them, and looks after their welfare, has acquired sixteen times the amount of merit of one, who go, goes all over the world worshipping various gods and dipping in holy rivers. Our debt to our parents has to be paid first before we can acquire any merit by doing other noble actions. One day it is said that baby Ganesha was playing with a cat in Kailasa. He pulled its tail and rolled it on the ground before letting it go. It started mewing piteously. After some time he tired of this game and ran to his mother and begged to be put on her lap. He was concerned to see that she was smeared with dirt and looked as if she was in pain. He had never seen her in this condition before and was deeply troubled and asked her what had happened. She looked at him reproachfully and said, You are the one who did this to me. Ganesha was amazed and protested that he had done no such thing. She told him reprovingly, Ganesha, didn't you pull my tail and roll me in the dirt? Ganesha immediately understood what she meant and the lesson she wanted to convey. Oh, mother, he said, I now understand that all forms are yours, and I should never harm anyone if I don't want to hurt you. Quranic stories bring the divine to the level of the human understanding and enable us to elevate our emotions and reach a sublime state. Another sweet story is told about how Ganesha affected a reconciliation between his parents when they were having a quarrel and refused to talk to each other. Ganesha begged them to kiss his cheeks, one on either side. As they kissed him, he withdrew suddenly, and thus they ended up by kissing each other. Kubera was the king of the Yakshas, who were the guardians of wealth. He was inordinately proud of his riches, and thought there was nothing that he couldn't accomplish. Once he went to Kailasa to have darshan of the Lord. Wanting to show off his wealth, he invited Shiva to his city of Alagapuri for lunch. Shiva declined the offer since he said a yogi had no need to attend social functions. 
He told Kubera to, to take his son Ganesha instead, but warned him of his voracious appetite. Kubera gave a proud smile and promised to feed him to his heart's content. Ganesha was only a small boy at this time, and he caught Kubera's hand and whisk, whisked off to his city in his aerial vehicle called the Pushpala. Kubera gave him a ceremonial bath and dressed him in costly apparel and adorned him with golden necklaces. Then they sat down to a sumptuous feast. One by one the items started arriving, and one by one Ganesha polished off whatever was given to him without the slightest difficulty. The more he ate, the more his appetite seemed to grow, so that he started to eat faster. Kubera, Kubera had a retinue of servants, but even they found it difficult to see that Ganesha's plate remained full. Anything that was put into it vanished in a trice, since Ganesha immediately sucked the whole thing into his mouth. Very soon, Ganesha started to show signs of impatience at the slow rate at which food is being served, despite the fact that there was a line of servers putting food every minute into his plate. He started grabbing the food straight from the containers before the servers could serve him. Then he started crunching up the dishes. Everyone was confounded to see the voracious appetite of such a small boy. Before they could stop him, he had marched the kitchen, grumbling all the while about the poor reception that was being given to him. In the kitchen, he polished off all the cooked food and then turned his attention to the vegetables and grain that had been stored there. Everything vanished into the cauldron of his stomach. The cooks and servants were horrified to see this and ran to the hall to complain to Kubera. In the meantime, Ganesha was calmly munching his way through the furniture and hangings. He then went to the garden and uprooted trees and flowers and ate them all. Next, he turned his attention to Kubera's apartments. His pride totally humbled. Kubera fell at his feet and begged him not to destroy his palace. You promised to appease my hunger, Ganesha exclaimed, and I'm still hungry. If you don't keep your promise, I'll gobble you up. The terrified Kubera ran to Kailasa with Ganesha hot on his heels and begged Shiva to save him. Shiva said, I warned you of his voracious appetite, but you wouldn't listen. All you wanted was to show off your enormous wealth. But remember that the divine will not be satisfied by wealth alone. Only devotion and surrender can conquer God. Kubera is an example of the human being who loves to show off his wealth in ostentatious feasts and gifts to those who are already satiated with wealth. He thought that by feeding Shiva's son, he would gain great repute as a most wealthy and liberal man. Shiva took pity on Kubera and gave him a fistful of roasted rice and told him to offer to Ganesha to appease his hunger. Ganesha ate the rice and declared himself to be replete. Here Ganesha symbolizes the power of all-consuming time. The human being expends his entire energy in the accumulation of wealth by which he hopes to get everlasting security. But in the feast of life, time is his chief guest and eventually consumes everything, including his own body. Roasted rice has symbolic meaning. Like our desires, grain will sprout if left to itself and given a conducive environment. But if it is husked and roasted, it can never sprout. So also, if our desires are roasted in the fire of devotion to the Lord, they will not sprout, and our ego will be brought under control. This was a lesson for the proud Kubera.
Another story tells about the time when Ganesha outwitted the demon king Ravana. After doing a lot of tapasya, Shiva had given Ravana a very powerful linga of himself. Shiva had told him never to put the linga on the ground, for it would become stabilized on that spot. Rama, Ravana was in a great hurry to take it off to his island kingdom of Sri Lanka. The Rakshasas have the power to fly, and holding the linga carefully in his hands, he was skimming along across the continent when he reached a spot known as Gokarna in the south of India. At that time, Ravana had an urgent need to answer the call of nature, and he came down to the earth. He was in a fix and did not know what to do with the lingam, since he was not supposed to put it down in the ground. At that time, he saw a little Brahmin boy loitering around and ordered him to hold the lingam while he went into the bushes. The boy was none other than Ganesha, who did not like the idea of the demon carrying off such a precious article, which he would no doubt put to his own nefarious use. When Ravana came back, he found to his dismay that the child had put the lingam down on the ground and it had become rooted to the spot. This is the story of the famous shrine of Shiva in Gokarna. Of the boy, there was no sign. The river Kaveri is one of the holiest rivers of South India. The sage Agastya is said to have contained the river in his water pot, or Kamandalu, and taken her to his ashrama. He quite forgot that the river was given to him for the benefit of the people of South India and kept the pot beside him while he did tapasya. At one time there was a big drought in South India and a terrible famine swept across the land. Indra, the king of the gods, invoked Ganesha's aid. He took on the form of a crow and flew into the impenetrable forest of the Sakya mountains where the sage was immersed in deep meditation. The crow went and sat on top of the Kamandalu and tilted it. The river Kaveri joyfully came gurgling out and inundated the plains of the south, thus bringing relief to the thirsty population. The Bhargava Purana gives another story which is meant to point out the essential oneness between the gods. Once Parvati was celebrating the birthday of Ganesha. At that time Vishwadeva, who was a great devotee of Vishnu, arrived at the spot. Parvati immediately invited him to take part in the feast. Vishwadeva politely declined since he was in the habit of taking food only after getting a vision of Lord Vishnu. When he turned his gaze on Ganesha, he found that he had transformed himself to the figure of Vishnu, complete with conch, discus, mace and lotus and garlanded with the Vanamala. The story points out that all spiritual seekers, no matter which form they worship, will eventually reach the same goal. The Hindu religion teaches us to behold the one as the many and the many as the one. Each path has its own special characteristics and is chosen by the aspirant according to his or her psychological makeup. Hinduism gives full freedom of choice and inquiry to its votaries. Each one is free to choose their own path. There can never be a conflict between unity and diversity because diversity is only an expression of unity. Yakshakin naragandharvam siddhasit vidyadaroragai stoyamanam chavaradam mandeham gananayagam I bow to Lord Ganesha, the giver of boons, who is extolled by the yakshas and kinaras, siddhas and vidyadaras. From Shri Ganashtagam. Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha
May Lord Ganapati, with a beautiful elephant face, who is the repository of all wisdom and a mind of all virtues, be gracious unto me. Success in every mission is ensured just by remembering him. From the Tulsi Das Ramayana, Hari Om.